Welcome everyone to another episode of Church Talks. I have one of my buddies by the name of Jordan Young on the pod today. Give it up for Jordan, everybody. Yay. Yay. Jordan. Hey. So um, the people that are listening right now may not know you, but they may have seen a YouTube video that you posted like 10 years ago that went (laughs) viral and has, um, I don't know, what is it up to now? 10, 15 million, something like that? Um, Yeah, so (laughs) my YouTube channel has over 70 million views. (laughs) um, So, yeah. I I have like one video that was like viral. It was like a dog barking video. It's got like 14 million views. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. yeah, so I mean, people may have have seen that, not even knowing that it was you, and that's okay. So your your YouTube famous, or I should say, your dog is. And yes. <laughs> if y'all haven't seen the video and you want to just add more views to it, it's on his YouTube channel, which I believe is called Jordan Fix Book. Um. Well, it's Am just I... the word fix, and then the word book, and oh, okay. then one word fix book. So just oh. fix book. Yeah. Man. Well, okay, so I've got some questions, and yeah. they're not about they're not about how to train your dog or how to make a YouTube video go viral. Um, yeah. My question is, what is something that you feel like if the world knew, and I'm saying like the world as a whole thing, but I'm talking about like if if people knew this, like this ground shaking, whatever it is, that the world would just be a better place. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna start off like right there. It's like I need a day to think about that. Oh, uh, we can come back to it if you need to. I didn't give you any heads yeah. up on any of these questions. Okay, let's come back to that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I want to, I want to know some about your life, and I think that that would help people that are listening to understand maybe some of the answers that you give as we as we keep going. Uh, I know that you are married to Ashley and you have a house full of kids. That's you don't, <laughs> you don't have to give their names. If you want to keep that, to keep that personal, that is totally fine. But um, maybe say like how many kids you have and what their personalities are. Like what's yeah. the dynamic in your household? Yes. Yeah, so I have four kids. Um, they're two, four, six, and eight. Um, I don't care about the, People can know names and, and all that jazz. Um, so, it's, okay. so we got Zeke is the oldest. He's a boy. He's eight. Naomi is six. Airely is four. And Anna is two. So yeah, they're wild. Um, <laughs> he's he's going to be a little um, businessman. <laughs> uh-huh. um, he likes video games. Naomi is like Little Miss Attitude. Um, I guess that's like a good thing is sometimes and then airly's like our sweet little love girl and Mm -hmm. still too so i guess we're still like seeing her personality transpire but yeah but yeah i mean she's she's like little sassy pants and she's she's sweet and great oh my gosh well so how old were you when you met ashley um 18 and i'm 32 now you're 32 are we the same age what are you 32 yeah (laughs) I am. Hey, we're the What's same your age. birthday? April 30th, 
Okay, so you got me by a few months. I'm October yeah. 11th. So everybody listening, now you know our birthdays. So you can send us birthday presents. If you, you want pull to. Out pen, pull out your pen and pad. My social security number is 249. <laughs> <laughs> We give you all the info you need to fill out those credit card applications. Oh my gosh! Yeah. All right. So you've known you've known Ashley for for fourteen years, almost half of your life. Is that right? Yeah. And y'all got four kids, and I've been to your house, and I know that for one thing, you guys have a bunch of stuff on the walls. Y'all have pictures and artwork, and it is like the most unique home. That I've been to in a long time. And the, the time that I've been there, we had a dance party with a fog machine and <laughs> um, like laser lights. And we had yeah. so much food that night. It was literally, I feel like we had like nine, 19 different food items in your kitchen. Like we yeah. were all stuffed and we were playing games. I like cook. And I like, I like lights and lasers and fogs and music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um it was a blast and one thing I love about your your family and your house is that like obviously I know we're still young I'm gonna keep saying that and believing it even though I feel old sometimes but like you just let the kids live and that's just really cool because sometimes I see families where it's like the kids have to be all you know prim and proper all the time and I'm like man like just let them be kids like let them just play and run around and be loud yeah. if they need to like obviously you don't want to let them be disrespectful but right yeah, yeah I just... definitely like hard you know like hard rules and and punishment and you know it's like the the upside down funnel um you don't want to if you let them be too loose and then they become teenagers and it's it's really hard to pull them back in at that point so i mean like when y'all when y'all don't see us there it's like you know they get popped it's it's pretty strict but at the same time um you know the end goal is like when they're teenager teenagers you want to just kind of let them fail um under your roof and then you can kind of guide them um so yeah that's kind of like yeah yeah <laughs> so would you say that you or ashley is is a more strict disciplinarian in the house oh um <laughs> maybe i should ask ashley this <laughs> <laughs> I would say I'm probably more strict okay. when it comes to like breaking rules and, you know, assuring that consequences are, are dealt out. Yeah. And I feel like I, I really make sure it's consistent and that um, boundaries are like understood. And I think, I think Ashley does, does a good job as well with stuff. Right. Well, y'all yeah. have y'all just have the the most chill personalities, and y'all are always smiling. Or at least when I see you, you're always smiling. You're always wanting to have fun, um, and I just I love that. I mean, you have a man bun, so <laughs> any dudes with man buns are like fun to me. Yeah. And, <laughs> um. All right. So I've got I've got more questions, but I mean, like, you are welcome to just like jump. Um, not jump ship. That's not the right <laughs> like analogy. Um, right, but no. What am I trying to say? Tracks. Like, is it jump tracks? Jump tracks. It, like on a train. Maybe? Okay, I can. I can do what you're trying to articulate. Okay. So, yeah, you're, you're welcome about- to do that. <laughs> I'm gonna do it right now, Catherine. Okay, do it. 
What are we talking about? We like to smile and we like to have fun. So yeah, that's like kind of like the core of of what I believe. Um, because I pursue that thing, you know, with a with a fury (laughs) because oh when you when everything's all said and done i feel like a lot of times we live our life in a struggle box and then you know someday we're possibly able to leave the struggle box and beyond the struggle box beyond everything i mean the only point of anything i believe is you know we're, we're all a big family Oh, I believe God created everybody um, to be like in unity and in love mm-hmm. because when there's no more problems, that's all that's left. So I think that's something to fight for and to ascribe about, like to be a thing of value and extreme importance. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I love that. So is there like a, a moment that you can remember where – like what you just said really became alive to you? Like, was there something that happened in your life where you were just like, oh man, this is like everything in life boils down to just like, we're, we're supposed to love each other. Like God's created us all the same. Was there a moment like that? Or is this just something that has happened as you've grown? Yes. In waves. <laughs> okay. As we were saying, um, in waves, Throughout my life, there's just been, I feel like three three major kind of components of like these learning waves or maturity waves. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one being I was like 18, like depressed and suicidal in in counseling or in therapy for depression, and there I kind of found that trying to like make this really short because this would be real. This could be the whole thing, but it's not going to be. Um, <laughs> okay. So. There, I just kind of found, hey, like, God is, like, the most important thing. Um, this is where I, like, I I came to Christianity, like, through atheism. So I was, like, I believed I was an atheist. And then I was, like, okay, well, I'm going to try and disprove Christianity and, like, the Abrahamic beliefs and all that, blah, 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 blah. And I was, like, okay, well, God is real. Basically, the long and short of that is I found God is real. I was, like, okay, this is the most important thing. So I'm pursuing this thing. So back to the original question so was there a moment where i was like oh yeah it's really important to um be in love and unity and joy and fun (laughs) um i guess that would be like part one um and then i kind of went through this like through the season of you know sin is really bad and it is i'm not like saying that sin is not bad but um through like the season of oh sin is really bad i have to be completely like sinless I think I think we all go through like that, and I th- I mean I think we're still like in it. Maybe we say that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like um, wave number one, right? So mm-hmm. I'm gonna do everything. I'm gonna try to make sure I get saved. <laughs> I'm gonna do everything right. Oh, um, so then there was, I guess, like round two, round two of my life. Um, I kind of came to this this moment of sin is this could sound really bad but you're gonna have to like understand like from my perspective and through my lens this is like okay so sin is not quite as important (laughs) it is like we are to be right with god and that's definitely it says make no provision for sin like that's i'm not saying that at all yeah 
Um, but there's this moment of like Jesus walks in the room with like doubting Thomas, right? And mm-hmm. he didn't believe. And he was in like the greatest sin of like unbelief, right? Like everybody said, hey, Jesus came back and he just didn't believe. And then like he put his hand on the on the thing on Jesus' hand. And then so that happened, right? So in, in the midst of his greatest sin moment, Jesus said, now go like and do this. He didn't like send him to like a 12 week program or like he didn't. <laughs> right. You know, like trying to fix it. He like literally in like his greatest sin, he just said, go do this. So, so the second, second wave of learning or maturity in my life, I would say that, um, I began to believe that we can be overly conservative, um, in making sure that we're saved. And it almost becomes about us is because it's so much about sin in my life. And then I became free from that because it's like, who cares, (laughs) you know, what's happening. Um, Paul said that, I wish I had the scripture up, but the um, he would go to hell that everyone that his Jewish brothers would be saved. And we don't we don't think that way. We think, no, I would never go to hell that anyone would be saved. I need to make sure that I'm saved. So it's like this kind of like shift of we just want to love people. And we just and from that place comes freedom from sin. So mm-hmm. when you stare at something like I am a terrible person, I'm a sinner. You stare at that thing and that thing will reproduce in your life. When you look away from that thing, there's a scripture that says, have the thief go and work and give. And that is the solution. <laughs> Not to sit there and say, you're a thief. Stop stealing. Yeah. That does not produce life. Go work and then give. That produces life. So there was just a shift. So anyways, to, to keep this in summary and simple. The second part of my life (laughs) was let's not look at sin, not to say, and again, I don't want this to be like misconstrued as I'm saying, make provision for sin. I'm saying that, well, let's not just look at that. (laughs) Let's just go do, let's just go love and let's just go be like, you know, what God wanted us to be and who he created us to be. Um, So that was like a really big freedom um, part of my life is that I was able to no longer have a grid for, for sin. And that produced a lot of fruit in my life because now I'm not, I'm not sad. I'm not like, Oh no, I did something wrong. <laughs> if I do right. something wrong, God's going to just tell me. Like, That's so good. I'm going to like, be like, Oh, okay. I, I won't do that. And so that's like a freedom thing. And then, so when you stop, so for me, when I stopped focusing on that, Mm-hmm. then I was able to really be free and just go love and be and, you know, able to be a son and just love and just know that God loved me and know that Jesus looks at me and smiles. And that's very freeing. <clears throat> okay. Wow. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, it's, it sounds like you have <laughs> a really good concept of um, like a father son relationship. And that's how, in Christianity, at least, that's how we are to view God as not some far distant uh, creator, judge, but really to look at him as a dad and as a father and that we are sons and daughters. 
we are yes. co-heirs with Jesus. Like that is the, yeah. like, that's the whole foundation of how we, you know, how we believe that God looks at us, that he doesn't look at us like, oh man, you messed up again. Or like, how dare you? I've told you all, I've told you this so many times and I've given you chance after chance, but he's just like, I love you. Yeah. I'm, pr- I'm proud of you. And no, we can say that and you can have that conversation in a church and people will nod and say, yes, but they, but actually getting there. <laughs> yeah. It's That's tough. The thing. And- what I like to, what I like to say is, you take the CEO of like Chick-fil-A, right? Okay. And because we, if we sin, if, if you're in that prior state, if you sin, you like think this is bad. And it is. It is bad, but it's not, it's not like you can't do anything now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So you take the CEO of Chick-fil-A and you go knock on the CEO's office and say, hey, um, on Battleground in Greensboro, somebody stole $5 from the cash register. So what does the CEO say? Um, okay. Well, like, why are you presenting this to me? <laughs> because it's, <laughs> it's like on a, on a large scale, it doesn't really mean a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Again, this is not provision for sin, but you have to understand that like, God is not dumb. He's not like, Oh, oh my God. Like <laughs> God doesn't say, Oh my God. <laughs> oh myself. Something terrible. <laughs> you know, like it's, he's, he's pretty smart. He's pretty wise. He's pretty mm-hmm. understanding. He gets his stuff. And so, okay yeah so i'm done that was all i was saying <laughs> uh like I, i've heard it said a few times that instead of going around like i mean a, a lot of christians do and i've been guilty of it myself that sometimes we go around cursing the darkness when all we have to do is be the light and that extinguishes yeah. darkness and so it's kind of like when you're saying that i'm like yeah if we just go around like cursing sin or bashing sin or just that that being our focus then like where is the light and all that if i walk into a dark room i can just look at the darkness and be like oh i hate this is dark man i wish this wasn't dark it's so dark or i could go flip on the light switch yes (laughs) so it's like hey let's be the light like let's just like literally walk in and live in the joy that has already been purchased for us and that Jesus has made available and accessible to all people everywhere. Yes. That's awesome. Thank you for hijacking this whole podcast because I couldn't have asked a better you know, question to even set you up for that. Um, and I love that I'm learning about your faith walk. And I know that, you know, we've, we've had, I mean, we've played games like, you know, game nights and stuff like that. We've been to birthday parties but I remember that there was one time at a game night and it may have actually been the first night that I met you. Do you know where I'm going with this story right now? I don't, but okay. I'm ready for it. But you're, I think you're going to remember. I hope you remember. I don't know. Maybe I just made this up. No, this really happened. But it was at a game night. I think it was at my sister's house. And like, I've got bad knees. I have like, I've got problems with both knees and had surgery on one and need to have surgery on another. And uh, you, I'm pretty sure you asked if you could pray for my knee. Yeah. And yeah. And I was just like, and I, I just met you and there were other people there for the game night. And honestly, I was just like, what? <laughs> of course. I was like, I was like, yeah, sure. I'm not like, I'm not used to people um, asking me that. I like to pray for people that, you know, maybe, 
maybe I don't know, you know, a server in a restaurant, some like something random like that, but I wasn't used to it being like turned on me. Yeah. And you literally like you like knelt down, put your hand on my knee and like prayed. And it was the most simple prayer. It was like knee be healed. <laughs> yeah. Like literally. And then you stood up and you were like, All right. How's it feel? How's it feel? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, Are you serious? But then it was just thinking, I, I was just thinking to myself, like, this is what we believe. Like, it doesn't have to be some long, elaborate uh, King James version of a prayer. It's literally just like it, it using the faith. Say you have to say anything. It says these miraculous signs will follow those who believe they will lay their hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. Yeah. So we don't even have to say anything. I can literally just put my hands on it and then yeah. it's just just look at it and then just be like, how's it feel? Yeah. <laughs> because that's what it says right and i mean i'm not well, we gonna get, say like that to it was loud. like we like to speak in king james and we like to yeah some interesting things that happen right well i mean my my faith journey at least the last few years has been um taking some steps back because the way i was raised was very loud and um you know with the pentecostal charismatic <laughs> evangelical <laughs> all of these big churchy words that we use um you know i just kind of wanted to like get back to like okay so like where's where's jesus because there was a lot of churchy stuff and it wasn't it wasn't bad but it was just like it was it was a lot and i wanted to just get back to the foundation of like okay who is jesus who is he to me who is he to humanity and if he left earth and left us with the Holy Spirit, then how does that change and affect my life now? And yeah. you literally, you did that. Like you, you believed that the Holy Spirit was working through you and is working through you. And you yes. boldly asked to pray for my knee. And it did yeah. feel better that night. Like legit, it did. It, I'm yeah. not going to say that it was like healed forever and ever, but like this is where our faith comes in where I have to pray and believe. And it might be somebody else that prays and believes. It may or may not happen every time. But yeah. it strengthened my faith. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Do you do that like like regularly or was that just like a one-time thing? <laughs> yeah. So I do that. I did that a lot for a season and I still do like I still pray for people and I still I mean it's like a lot that happens <laughs> right um so yeah I mean to answer your question yes like I I do that I I don't do as much as I did um did the I pandemic have mm, anything to do with that <laughs> no so what what happens <laughs> You know, oh. when everybody had to be socially distant and isolated and in their homes, then it might be hard mm -hmm. to lay hands on people at that point. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would still do it if people, I mean, the biggest thing you're doing is you're reading people, you know, before you do anything. Um, so if you have people who are afraid, like you're, you're going to, you're going to be able to perceive that and you're not, it's not going to go anywhere to yeah. begin with. <laughs> um, True. I mean, a big part of it was I was just excited to see miracles happen. And I mean, I still, I haven't like lost all of my excitement, but it's, it's hard. Like I was going to talk about, I, I thought you were going to ask me about like, like the struggles of business or whatever. 
Um, but <laughs> the same thing applies. We're to getting that. there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the same thing applies that applies in business is you're like, I call it like the, the paradigm paradox. Like you think, oh man, if all this stuff was true, this would be just like the most amazing thing. And oftentimes it's the very opposite. Um, so like, you're so excited. Like, imagine this, Catherine, imagine like everybody's wounds you put your hand on, it gets healed. And like, mm-hmm. that would be amazing. Right. Yeah. So, but the people in your life would not necessarily enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it's like, it sounds really weird, but it's like, it's really sad. Um, so it, it just makes it like, okay. So we still, you know, you still pray for people. It's not like, oh, well, you didn't get a attaboy from people, you know, then you just mm-hmm. stop praying for people. That's not what it is. It's just like you, you just do it as you go. So the thing is, like, you don't go to hospitals and empty hospitals, right? <laughs> right. Um, Jesus said, as you go, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, cast out demons, um, preach the gospel. So as you go, you just do it. So during that season of my life, I was, um, I was probably a little bit more heightened in that area. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but like, I, I don't even remember that I did that. Like I, cause I had, I had done like that a lot. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. I mean, to me, that's beautiful though. If that's a natural part of your life where it's just like, Hey, if I see somebody that's hurting, like, I want to pray for them. And of course, like you said, you kind of read it because you, we never want to be offensive or pushy with, you know, the, the spirit that we believe we carry. I mean, the spirit of healing, the spirit of prophecy, the spirit of encouragement. These are all gifts of the spirit that anybody, like anybody can walk in. It's, <laughs> you ask God for it. He gives it to you and, you know, you walk in and it's free. And I love that. That's a natural part of you. And, we are going to switch gears right here because you did mention something and, um, and that, that actually was on my topic of conversation because when I was talking earlier about your house and how unique and cool it is, it may have been that same night that I was there. Um, you took me to what is, I think you called it your office. Oh and, yes. <laughs> yes. And cause I was, I had been confused for a while because I didn't know what, like what you did for a job. I knew on your YouTube channel on Facebook, you did a lot of mechanic stuff. Uh, yeah. It's a lot of like how to videos. And I was like, okay, so is he a mechanic like full time? Cause literally you could probably just take a vehicle apart and then put it all back together. Like you, I've watched some of your videos and I have no idea what you're talking about, but you do. And people <laughs> who know cars do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know if I could take a car apart. I, I did like the gravy work, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I could still do a lot. <laughs> it's just, I mean, I was, I was seeing all that. And then, and then in your office, uh, there was like a shrine of skater shoes <laughs> and um, multiple like, screens like tv screens computer screens and then i think there was like a mini fridge and a toaster oven or maybe it was an air fryer (laughs) that's right you gotta gotta have pizza for work right right so um and then i was just like i was like this is so weird like and it was in a camper in your backyard like in a little camper trailer 
And then you told me like, okay, well, this is actually what I do. Like I come to work. And then, so what is it that, that you did? I, you might still do it. I don't know. But yes. what is all that that you do right now? Yeah, so this, <clears throat> so but when you asked, hey, Jordan, do you want to do this little thing on a little podcast? Mm-hmm. Well, on the on the big, immaculate, beautiful podcast that I do. <laughs> I was like, yes, Catherine, I, I think I might want to do this. So what I did though is I listened to Jesse and Becca's thing. And then I heard you ask about problems. And I was like, okay. So this prepared me for this. Um, <laughs> but what do I do? Because just that simple question, what do you do, Jordan? You would not believe like how much anxiety and how much of a deal that is to me. And it has been um, because <laughs> I don't really know a lot of times. Like, I don't know what to tell people. Uh-huh. Um, I have a friend who you know i i knew him in second grade um he's like my my oldest my longest duration friend and so we both so i'm 32 i retired at 30 so we both kind of don't like i guess have to work or i don't know what we really do but so my friend he would always say he'd say hey what do you do he'd be like man i don't know man (laughs) i was like (laughs) i see i never wanted to say that i always want to like say something and like, so I try to explain and it's like, you just, it's better not. And I just start to adopt that. So like, um, I'll be in like a new setting and someone be like, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I don't know. And then I'll be like, well, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> how, how does that work? What do they say at that point? Um, we'll see. This is really interesting about people is a lot of times, um, people are on like autopilot. So a lot of this is helpful for a lot of things because so yeah, they'll just go along with it. And there a lot of people aren't like necessarily thinking they're just like, Oh, okay. Like this guy's probably maybe he's unemployed. Right. Well, <laughs> like, and that's like a, it's the go-to question of like, you know, Hey, what do you do? Like, what's your name? And what do you do? Why, yeah. why does that like define us? Because right. you don't have to do a dang thing if you don't want, I mean, clearly you're right. doing all right. You're, you're raising a family of freaking four kids like yeah you know but maybe that is why they're asked like wow how are you doing this what like what's your secret yeah so the thing is like when you start to explain it it's like you so this has been so one of my biggest biggest struggles in this last summer in business summer three um is and it's it's been like through the others as well but it's like you're i've slowly and more and more so have um I call it like forfeiting, forfeiting the ability to be seen and heard, Mm -hmm. Um, which is something you really want. You want to be seen and heard. That's like a desire of like human beings. (laughs) But it's kind of like you just kind of accept. Okay, I'm I'm gonna take the L. (laughs) I'm gonna take the L on this. Um, but I will try to explain to you what I do. (laughs) Okay. Um, So what I do is I. Right now, because and this other thing is, I can I could paint any kind of picture. I could make it seem like uh, we do really well. I can make it seem like we're really poor. Um, it's just all, you know, whatever the person's going to capture that I'm saying is mm-hmm. going to be their interpretation of of what I do. Okay. So, if you were to if you were to ride with me as a fly on the wall during the day, this is what you would see happen. Okay. <laughs> so we get up in the morning. Uh, I'm probably going to go to the gym at like 6 a.m. or 8.30. And then I'm probably going to go drive around and lift an Uber. And I'm going to talk to people and have fun. 
and I'm going to have, um, I have two phones and a tablet set up in my car so I can watch these market positions. So, and then towards the end of the day, oftentimes I'll do, I'll do another class like at five 30. And then when I'm done with that, I'll usually just go home. So I'll be home at like six 30. So I just kind of drive around and, and <laughs> I watch the market. So now if you hear that as a person, you're like, Oh man, this guy's got four kids and he drives for like an Uber. It's like, Sounds just like he's struggling, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so the reason I do that is because I can I can sit at my house and just work. Um, but it's not like I have to do a whole lot. Um, uh, I don't have to be on top of it. But what I my the active part of business number three is I just manage market positions. I I sell options to open. Um, so it's kind of like a casino business or a um like an insurance business. People buy options to try and um either buy lottery tickets or they try and cover their their stock market positions and then those options will expire and then I will receive the money for the options so they might buy like um like a $200 contract and then that goes to zero and I keep the $200 um and so that's a lot like it's a lot of details and people people will start zoning out and be like Jordan why are you still talking <laughs> <laughs> but um that's i mean that's like mostly what I do is I just do um, the stock market. Um, I became profitable, like um, kind of like the beginning of this year. I'm almost in year three. Um, it takes five years to become proficient at any business. So this is like, this is like my last like retired business. So it's like, they say the stock market is like dating. They say owning real estate is like getting married. They say owning a business is like getting married with having kids. And <laughs> Um, I'm just doing like the the dating thing in business. <laughs> okay. Um, and then of course I have YouTube, um, and I have a lot of lot of tax advantages. Um, so that's what is is able to keep me from from working. Um, even if I didn't have the stock market. So and then I get to do it with people, and I love people. I love to be around people. So that's like that's like a forty thousand dollar year tip. Um, for for hanging out <laughs> with people. Oh, um yeah. while i'm like in my office so it's like i could be at the office in my house but instead it's like i will go hang out with people because that's more fun anyways right so, and then make money while doing it yeah while, like, it's beautiful ubering people too yeah, and that gives me opportunity to you know pour into people and do stuff like that as well i love that that really is so fun. cool Yes. So do you listen to podcasts like any other than mine that I know you listen to faithfully every week? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, see, the I spend probably 10 to 15 hours a week um, just being updated on the market. Other than that, um, I mean, not not a whole lot. Just okay. um, I'll, I'll do like bible or self-growth um probably an hour or two a week um so gotcha yeah i was gonna get you to shout out like some podcasts that you listen to but some people are just not avid podcast listeners and that is fine if you really only have time to listen to one then i I highly recommend church talks but um you know there's i'm sure there's others that are subpar to that one uh random question yeah. What is a sound that you hate? Um, okay, like 
if your teeth were to touch like a can like you open a can uh-huh. and your teeth touch like the inside sharp edge of that can oh gosh yeah <laughs> uh, i feel like i just or, heard it in my head that was in terrible school, in high school i had like a a special education like a special ed um i did not have to write with a pencil because i could not like have the pencil like going across the paper so i have to use a pen so. wow <laughs> that's fun facts <laughs> yeah well, like even like yeah. the things you had to like the test where you had to bubble and it had to be like a number two pencil and not for me because I had <laughs> like <up> the- <laughs> but I cannot I cannot do the pencil. That is that is fascinating. So, yeah. but really, I mean, writing with a pen is harder because you can't really make any mistakes. I mean, you can, but then you got to get white There's out. Erasable and- pens. I had erasable pens. Oh yes, I forgot yeah. about those. Well, yeah. okay, then forget everything I just said. If you couldn't write with a pencil, you knew about them. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, all right, and I have a couple more questions because as we're, as we're wrapping up here, I know we started with the first question that was really, like it was a heavy, deep question right off the bat. So I, I'm going to reword it a little bit, but what is something that you know, and you may have actually already said this in, in, in the episode, but we'll, we'll open it up in case there's something different. What is something that you know that you wish everybody else knew? So one thing I like to present to people is we call it like the, the vision casting question. And this is getting to what you're asking. Mm-hmm. So the saddest thing is that the vast majority of the population will live inside of the struggle box and you can't. So it says God gives us a new heart and he gives us the desires of our heart. It's in that new heart. Um, Cause you know, there's the thing that says that the heart is deceitful above all things, but then we become a new creature and we get a new heart and then we're guided through our heart. And if you just say that as a standalone statement, you're like, what are you new age? But um, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're guided by our heart because God gives us a new heart. The old heart, you know, is, is bad. So, you know, the whatever, but the way that we're able to use our newly given God does it, God gives us the desires of our heart, heart, and it will guide us because it's God. It's not like, you know, it's not just you being fleshy or whatever people like to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can use this vision casting question because when you're in the struggle box, it's really hard to, to guide yourself. It's really hard to know what's up and down. So you say, well, hey, Catherine, if, if you had an income of $1 billion per year starting today and forever, what would you do with your life? So um, you sit down with that question for hours and you just visualize and, and see it happen. And there's going to be these novelty answers. You're going to say, oh, I would travel. I would buy my mom a house. I would blah, 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 blah. So there's going to be beyond the novelty because that's you got to get that out of your system and then beyond the novelty so say three four five years beyond earning one billion dollars per year what does your life look like on a daily basis and if you sit down with that question for time it will it will allow you to think outside of the struggle box and what you'll find is you are able to find the desires in your heart that god has given you um because you're going to 
have to do something with your life. <laughs> yeah. Um, after four years of making a billion dollars a year, um, you're going to do something. You're not going to keep going to Italy. Like you're going to, it, the novelty will wear off. Mm-hmm. Um, so it frees you to, to think not in the bounds of being bound by needing money. And that's something that almost everybody, I believe, would, would think within those bounds. So the cool thing is when you've visualized and you have exhausted that, um, you oftentimes don't need $1 billion per year to pursue the desires that God has placed in your heart. So if I could have... If I could have a conversation with anybody, <laughs> the most important thing is I would say, what does life look like outside of the struggle box? And if we apply it to, to Christianity as well, um, I would also add the, the sin factor because a lot of times you're in that sin box as well. So if, if there was no more sin, because there will be no more sin one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what does life look like when there's no sin? Because I would, I would dare say that a lot of, um, our Christian life has to do with, um, you know, some sort of principle, some sort of discipleship, um, trying to make us better. <laughs> so once we are as good as we are going to get, which I, I believe would happen in heaven, what is beyond that? And that would give us the ability to think outside of the financial box and the we have to be better box. And when we're able to see outside of those boxes, I think it really allows us to say, wow, this is what, what God has intended me to do. Um, yeah. So just go be free. <laughs> That's incredible. You know, forget the other questions that I had, because that is a perfect way to wrap this up. And I appreciate you sharing your heart. I honestly did not know what this conversation would entail. Cause you're just like a crazy dude and I love you for it. That's why I wanted you on the podcast. I didn't want the, the stiff, steer, serious people. Like I like the ones that are going to have some, some life in it. And you have <laughs> absolutely just opened up your heart and your brain and your spirit and have just laid it all out for us. And I'm better for it. And I believe the listeners are too. And hopefully we've learned and we've grown and, and smiled <laughs> I, mean, I hope yes. people have smiled while listening to this. But yes. dude, I love you so much. Is there anything else that you want to say as we as we get off of here? Um, I mean, I think that's it. Smile. Sit sit on your bed and close your eyes and try and visualize Jesus looking at you and smiling and laughing and saying he loves you and like y'all are shooting the breeze. I think that's very freeing too. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I have nothing else. Man, drop the freaking mic. You know, I'm actually sitting on a bed right now. And so as soon as we log off, I'm going to do that because we need that. We need more of that visual in our head of Jesus looking at us and smiling and laughing. So, dude, awesome. And thank you for continuing to invite me to like Friendsgiving and stuff at your house that I seemingly always have something planned on that, on that time. But but don't stop inviting me because I will be back soon. Okay. To I your won't. casa and you can make all the foods. 
You know what's crazy about that, Catherine? What? We had 20 confirmed, pe- confirmed people canceled or did not show. Guess how many people we had there. We still had 30 people there. Isn't that 30? <laughs> At your house? Oh, I used my mom's house. Oh, my gosh. And that was after 20 had had confirmed that they couldn't go? Confirmed or no show, yeah. There's still 30 people, 30 bodies. It's wild. See, but how cool is that? Like, that just shows your character that, like, when you put out an invitation, people actually want to spend time with you guys. They, like, the, the atmosphere and the environment that you create is one where people feel safe and feel loved and wanted. And there's guaranteed fun and joy and food <laughs> so man so awesome i look forward to to being one of those 30 at some point soon and t- <laughs> tell the fam i love them and yes. give them extra hugs for me tonight and are you still in your car right now from the gym i am i should just like go back in <laughs> go in for round two or go home that's all right man. all right well thank you so much Thank you so much for having me. Um, this was this was great. It was a lot of fun, and it was also beneficial for me because it made me like journal stuff out and like personal development. Yeah. Yes. So. You you can go back and listen to your own episode. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, cool. All right. Enjoy your night, and thank you so much, everybody, for listening to another episode of Church Talks. Hey, before you guys leave and start listening to another episode of Church Talks. Could you take 10 or 15 seconds and just go on Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening and click follow or subscribe or like or the plus sign, whatever it is where you're listening. Uh, That would mean a ton to me. And that way you'll never miss episodes when they're coming out on the weekends. Thank you so much, as always, for listening and supporting and subscribing and following. I love you guys so much.